Check one, two, one, two. Is this thing working? You're listening to Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper, the wisdom and tools you need to thrive. Hey, y'all. I'm Rav Ariel Scholklapper, and I'm a rabbi. I've been practicing and teaching meditation for more than a decade now, and I work with people who are interested in improving themselves or connecting more deeply with their higher power. So a lot of 11th step people and enhancing relationships with people in their life. So we use meditation, mindfulness, and lots of people, but not all of the people that I work with also have a 12 step program that they're working AA, NA, OA, Al-Anon alongside the work that we do together. So I'm here to support you on your spiritual journey. This is a podcast that's one way of doing that. This is a series where we'll talk about utilizing the model of 12 steps to recover and heal from substance and process addictions. And my hope that this can give you inspiration, support along your own healing journey. In this, I plan to go step by step so that you could follow along or you could always just jump to whichever step you're interested in. In my opinion, codependency is often at the foundation of many substance and process addictions. So while it's important that you continue getting the support you need around any of the specific addiction and issues that you're working with, these tools can help you address and improve some of the fundamentals that apply across the board. I'm going to utilize quotes that I've gathered from Melody Beattie's Codependent Guide to the 12 Steps. I'll add those to the show notes. And you can use those as a jump off to enhance your own recovery, but I'll also talk about how those particular quotes resonated with me and how maybe they're going to be helpful for you too. So this is not therapy. I'm not offering advice. I'm only offering suggestions, observations. You can consult your own sponsor, therapist, or mental health professional for your own specific pathways. And as always, if you love it, give the podcast a five-star review, subscribe, and share with anybody you think would love to hear the content. Hi, everybody. So step number one, we got five, six quotes that we could talk through. But step one is we admitted we were powerless over others, that our lives had become unmanageable. Quote number one, many of us grew up believing it wasn't okay to have feelings. That was part of the control we were taught to have, repression of our emotions. Now we're learning that whatever we try to control gains control over us. Here's that tricky thing about feelings and how a lot of us learned at a very young age that having feelings is not okay. And so maybe we thought, if I just don't have any feelings, then I will be okay. Just deny that, repress it. And part of, I think, recovery for a lot of people is getting to the point where we can acknowledge our feelings acknowledge if we were sad or we need to grieve or we're happy or 
we are scared or whatever we're feeling to actually learn how to feel it instead of trying to push it away. Because a lot of times the pushing it away is what ends us up in a feeling like of powerlessness, right? Of feeling like we need to do something. We got to get find something to help us feel powerful again. A lot of times that ends in some kind of process or chemical addiction. There's another quote. What I did was focus on others, caretaking, controlling, and obsessing about them. What I didn't do was take care of myself in a loving manner. So here's again, right? How many of us are people pleasers? And we say, oh yeah, we're just people pleasing. I'm just doing the best for other people. But there's a certain element of being controlling in that. It's paying attention to what other people are doing and saying and thinking and trying to actually gain some control over them, right? It doesn't sound like that necessarily you could take it and think oh it's just a it's a positive thing i I like to take care of people yeah well sometimes we take care of people in order to control them so instead what if we could start to take care of ourselves what if we could do that in a loving manner because sometimes our way of avoiding being with ourselves or taking care of ourselves is by focusing on everybody else around us. Quote number three. When we love others too much, when we do so desperately want and need what they have, whether that's acceptance, approval, love, or friendship, we may forfeit our ability to take care of ourselves with them out of fear that we may not get what we need. We may hope that if we hold things in place by willpower, we will finally be safe and get what we need. We won't. So here's another piece of like admitting our powerlessness over other people, over situations that we're in, is that we want some kind of acceptance, approval, love, friendship. But then because of that, we'll bend ourselves, become whatever we feel like, say what we need, we feel like we need to say, do what we feel like we need to do, only so that we can get those acceptance, approval, love, friendship. But in the process of that, we may not be getting what we need. And ultimately, we're powerless over those things. We feel like maybe if I just do those things, I'll finally be safe. But ultimately, that doesn't really work. And we know that deep down inside. Quote number four, step one does not imply irresponsibility or helplessness. We're not saying I can't help myself because of what others are doing or have done to me. We're saying the opposite, that we're responsible for ourselves and our affairs. Others are responsible for themselves and their affairs, whether or not we like how they are handling them, unquote. So this is it, right? It's like, this is a powerful step to say I'm powerless over other people or over an addiction is to say, that's something I don't control. So let me not put my energy on that. Let me control what I can control, right? What others are doing or have done 
It's that I, that I don't control, but I am responsible for myself and I can do the work for myself. That's pretty powerful. It's actually really empowering to say, that's not me, this is me. And that might be scary because maybe for a long time, like we started with this, it may not have been safe to feel your feelings, but that's the first step. step. That's why it's step one. You have to recognize where you do and don't have power. Quote number five, quote, we begin feeling instead of running from our emotions. We identify how we have neglected ourselves. So we may better love ourselves in any circumstance, unquote. This is it, right? Sometimes the first step is to actually start feeling our emotions, feeling our feelings instead of running from them we actually sit with them and then start to get to know who am I? Like, wh what is my responsibility? How have I not been paying attention to myself? And in that way, even though that may be a little bit of a painful realization or a lot of a painful realization of recognizing how we haven't been doing the work for ourselves, it's a starting point. It's actually a place of a lot of hope because from that point, you start to actually recognize the ways that you really can better love yourself, no matter what's going on. And the last quote for today, quote number six, quote, love and accept ourselves as is, no matter what our present circumstances. The answer will come, the solution will come, but not from trying so hard, unquote. So this is that step one. We admit we're powerless over others, that our lives have become unmanageable, but we can do that in a place of love and acceptance of ourselves as we are, no matter what's going on right now. A lot of times people come to step one from a really shattered place in their life, not feeling great, but no matter what's going on, they, this program, this, this process, will bring you the answers. The solutions that you need are gonna come. You don't have to try so hard. It doesn't come from trying. It doesn't come from a, a big, long effort. Yeah, you do have to show up and do the work, but you can do it in an easy way, in a loving way. And that's the promise of this, of this process. So step one, feelings, getting to, be in touch with our feelings, recognizing the ways in which we've focused on other people or circumstances instead of taking care of ourselves. And maybe we've lost ourselves in trying to seek the approval, acceptance, love, friendship of other people. And recognizing that in saying we're not responsible for those other people's feelings or situations, we actually then take care of ourselves. We learn how to feel our feelings we recognize the ways in which we may have been neglecting ourselves and our own feelings and our own circumstance and learn to love ourselves as we are. That's the promise of this practice. I'll catch y'all in step two. To stay updated on new episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow on Facebook.com slash Rabbi Shulk. That's Rabbi Shulk, R-A-B-B-I-S-H-O-L-K.